that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What's your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. Probably, probably not good. Super <laughs> Nazis, good. yeah. Because uh, the, the dude in the park who gets attacked by the dog, he's uh, a skinhead. Yeah, he's definitely got, yeah. You know, there's he's got like the he's got the boots and the red suspenders, and it's like oh yeah, for you sure. Know, that's the look, and there's yeah. So, but it's a different it's a different kind of thing. Because this is this movie. Okay, <laughs> you introduce us. <laughs> I was just gonna let you finish your thought. This I, is the Cult I'm of Cinema going. Knowledge podcast. Uh, that's the not super Nazis, uh, Levi and Jordan. We're talking about train spotting today and i'll say so what what's your wait did not, you say did you say brain spotting yeah is this the zombie adaptation <laughs> dude i would watch i would watch the like zombie, zombies it's like they're they look like they're on heroin but they're just dead <laughs> they're just dead yeah well no what it would be is the it would just be a they're addicted be a to brains short, yeah and they would just no, no no they just the zombies would come into the flop house and be like oh nothing here guys yeah they're already <laughs> oh go. yeah uh, that, that's fun uh, uh, yeah, there you go. What were you saying? Uh, train spotting, man. Yeah, train. No, oh, I don't know. Is this movie okay? My God, there's like a thousand threads here, and let's. Uh, I'm gonna take them together and try to crochet a sweater here. Yeah, that's um, right. What time period was this movie supposed to be in? I feel the late 80s. I feel like it's just when it's filmed, or the I mean, like mid 80s. Yeah, because it does. It easily could just be. No, okay. So if Iggy Pop's on tour and everything, and just based on the music conversations, I mean, Iggy it's, Pop's, it's probably... Iggy Pop's like still on tour. I know. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. No, I don't know. Mid-80s to mid-90s. It's hard to say. I just say it's like when it's made, because honestly, it's like, it seems like it could be a product. Like, it doesn't feel, watching it now, it doesn't feel like a like quote unquote period piece. It just feels like a movie that was made in the nineties and set in the nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to say cause all, all the music is definitely eighties music, seventies right. and eighties music. So I don't know. Yeah. And that, and that kind of, it's, it's funny because normally that, that would, that kind of dates a film. Well, you know and what? This, this movie's really dated, but it, it's definitely gotta be when it came out because I had watched T2 as well. And T2 takes place in pretty much modern day. And there's a, a very specific time gap. It's been 20 years, they say, since the events of train spotting and T2. So it's like, and they have smartphones and stuff. So I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. <clears throat> it is, it is kind of just ambiguous. And like, I mean, I don't know their use of. I, I know this is the this is the hot button topic of train spotting is what year is this? That's like the that's the biggest takeaway, honestly, of the movie. Is is it explicit in the book? That's something I'm. That, that's I, a question. I don't know. I, I would never, have to read the book. I've never had the pleasure, and I should really read this book because this is a movie. This is a this is a five star movie. So it's like <laughs> yeah. I already right, spoiler alert. We love this spoiler. Movie, so, um, but yeah. I uh, it's my it's my week to do the synopsis, and I didn't do one. 
Dude, don't Sorry. even sweat it. I haven't done one in weeks. I'm I'm pathetic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, shame. Gonna give you, I'm going to give you the, the, the quick synopsis that just kind of riffing, because this is actually a pretty sta- straightforward movie. It's just, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's plot, plot. There's not, like, a ton of plot, you know what I mean? No, it, it basically, it's like, it's like Renton, Spud, Sick Boy, uh, Bigby, and Tommy. They're all, they're all mates. They're all good friends in Edinburgh, and they are pretty much entrenched in the drug scene of that, of that time period, and it's just pretty much they're, like... Their whole misadventures, and Renton, the main character, he tries to get himself out of this scene several times, and then that's kind of his like that's his whole his whole deal is he's tried to get away from when these you know his group his his group of mates, and uh, he gets himself out and he goes to the UK, but then Sick Boy and uh, Bigby follow him, and. You know, they get him back into it, entrenched in in the drugs and the the you know the mishap, and then they get a they get a drug score and they get a bunch of money, and then Renton steals it from him and takes off, but he leaves a little bit for Spud, which is a nice touch. Spud, 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 Spud never heard anyone, like, is what he says. Yeah, like, yeah Spud Spud's never heard anyone. Spud, yeah, Spud's definitely he's like he's the romp throughout this whole thing. Like he's the he's like the tramp. He just kind of like it's like you're kind of rooting for Spud the most, <laughs> even though they're all like everyone here is so. Spud's the reason that this movie requires <laughs> subtitles, though. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. Like Whoa, it already dude, needs know? subtitles, but like it's, Spud, it's amazing. Is unintelligible. So, uh, when I was reading my when I was reading my fun facts, um, he wouldn't do it. Owen Owen Bremer or whatever didn't want to go back and redo his his dialogue, uh. but everyone else did. Everyone else came back and. They dubbed over a bunch of like a bunch of the a bunch of like that monologue stuff, you know, when Ewan McGregor's like doing the whole choose life. They come back and he like dub it slower and more more like uh, whatever, uh, more their, curly. Their so it's, Scottish it's accent is so oh, fucking heavy, but it's but it's it's a uh, to foreign ears of mine. It's uh, it is musical, though. It's got like a. It's got like a vibe I really, I really like, you know. I don't know. It's a it's a fun accent, and it's just so heavy in this movie too. And it's because they're always fucked up and stuff, and just yammering. But uh, it's, uh, I can't believe I understood a, a lot of this movie watching it the first couple. Because now I watch everything with yeah. subtitles, you know what I mean? No matter what, uh, just because I'm going hard of hearing, and it's honestly I realize it just is better for overall comprehension. Oh, you know, totally. you just catch more stuff. I but back in the day when I first watched this movie. Uh, and the several times after. I mean, I've probably seen this movie like ten times I, or something. Oh, I've, I've yeah, I've seen this at least ten, not twenty. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so like back in the day in like junior high and high school, though, it's like I didn't watch this with subtitles. How did the fuck did I understand? Like that interview scene was when Spud's doing the interview, and he's <laughs> so just, just like, he's like, oh yeah, we bit a speed, will do just the ticket, huh? And he's just doing the interview. <laughs> he's just going. That's insane. This is the first time that I feel like I'm like, oh, so the, what is he talking about? But yeah. it actually is like well, clicking because you don't need to know it, what he's talking about. So no. it's, that's what kind of makes it funnier is that he's just like fucking. Well, it's, it's all it's all reactions. Yeah, you, you can tell. But it, I think this on this viewing, this is my first fully comprehensible viewing. I like watched it with subtitles, and I was just like, I, I 
it, it's because originally you'd watch this movie because it's just fucking snappy and it's got so much energy and like you don't need to know what they're saying because you're just watching like this visceral oh yeah and know, it's like action. every every scene makes it's not yeah. it's just dudes like shooting the shit I mean there's so many yeah. scenes of just them talking about fucking 007 well, or whatever and that and that's something I'm like or oh, music in the book because I'm it curious if be. that's in the book it, I would hope it is but it might not be because it just he's just like the I book gives it. me it like very cinematic yeah so. You know. Well, uh, it's interesting because it's like Mary, oh, she didn't watch this with me. She's seen it before, but she was like, no, that movie's so heavy. And I'm like, you know what? It's really not. I mean, it is. It is. Like, it is in a way, but it's like I said, no, the energy of the movie is very, very upbeat. I mean, because, like, honestly, I was, like, kind of excited to watch this movie, but I was putting it off. Like, I love it. And I was like, yeah, I'm down for a rewatch. But it, it like, and like always, I pop, I just popped it on. I'm like, I'll pop it on. I'm printing some stuff back here on the 3D printer. Let me just like pop it on, and I popped it on, and immediately from just like lust for life, it's like doom, 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 yeah. doom, and I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, that's literally, literally right when it opens, and it's just his feet, boom, and I'm like, I'm like, baby, this is so like, oh man, the dopamine, the beginning, dropped, the beginning, man. so so good. It's just so like the whole good. huge speech of them just running from the cops, and then, and I love how the it ties it together life, too. Yeah. It's like that the beginning is like the middle of the movie and it's just like Hey dude, this is this is a really strong movie. It, like, it, <laughs> it holds up and I, I feel like I feel like I I as I was watching it, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna try to come into this without without taking the like um without having like uh nostalgia blinders or just you know, without, right, without coming yeah. into it and just, just being like, I already know I like this movie. So it's I wanted to kinda come into it with like Kind of I was lens. same, same. I was like, you know, we do a this. We're doing this for a film club and a film podcast, and so it's like, you know, I was like, I like this movie, but yeah, I was. I also I felt like more a little bit more critical, uh, with like trying to watch it more critically, to be yeah. like pick at it a little bit, and it's like it's hard to do because it's there's, so there's good. No, well, there's nothing. There's nothing necessarily glaring that I wanted to. I want to talk about. It actually. The thing that I found that strengthened it even more this time, and then why I was saying it's like more comprehensible for me, is that every scene that happens before, like it's, it, dude, the script is f- like flawless. It's like every scene they talk about before, and then the reaction, it's got such a, that's how come I don't feel like this movie's that heavy. And it, and it clearly, it deals with like, you know, heavy baby death and heavy subject and, material. You know, and it's like, sure, yeah, and like but... they're in the middle of like the, you know, AIDS epidemic, and it's like, it is. It is a very heavy movie, but it is it's edited, shot, and written kind of like a comedy. They'll they'll do like well, it is. It's, like it's funny, scene. dude. This movie it, is yeah sets funny you up for the punchline, and then the next scene is punctuated by what happened in the last scene. And it, that being negative or positive, it has such an impact, and it's like it flows so well. Like, dude, when he does the flip, when he's like he's kind of you know he's uh, the government is making him take a. He's supposed to be sober, and he's only getting like two hits of methadone, and then he does that flip, off, and he off lands the, inside. Yeah, and he, and yeah, he's inside Mother Superiors. And he's Love in, it. yeah, he's yeah, inside yeah. Mother Superiors, and then and then they do that whole bit where he's just like, it's like at a restaurant. He's like, would uh, would you perhaps like a side of it, garlic bread? And he's like, no, right. just uh, just the intravenous injection of hard drugs, please. Hard, of hard drugs, right, right. Just the usual. Like he's like, what's on the menu? And he's like, I just like the usual. So. It like <laughs> it works. It works so good for like they know. It's like they're self-aware in like 
as characters like well it feels they, like, real what like they're doing is not feel... like a it's not a high class thing to do oh no, <laughs> you know? they know that I they're love, like scummy they know that and it's uh it makes the characters feel really real too you know what i mean because it's like at the end of the day that's kind of what this is about i'm actually surprised that this movie's not like a biopic because it feels like a biopic well it kind of i mean apparently it's probably like semi-autobiographical a, like yeah, i think know, it's, I could it's probably just as i uh just as biographical as autobiographical as leaving Las Vegas. That makes sense. You know what I mean? It's just like he, he, you know, uh, or was it Irvine Welsh or whatever? Uh, I think who wrote it. It's like, I'm sure he, yeah, I know. I'm probably got it wrong, but, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm sure he's like, you know, he wrote what he knew and has grew up in that. And he's like, was living in that culture. So it makes sense that it's like some of those stories probably happened because this movie. And I, from what I understand, the book is like very much a series of like almost like vignettes. And so this movie is like really free form and it almost feels like a Scorsese type biopic where it's just like, especially like how fast totally. it is and the cutting like is moving from one scene to the next. And there'll be like, you know, like a two minute cutaway to just like explain someone's character that obviously has nothing to do with the plot, like Spud failing his interview on purpose so that he doesn't have to get like you well, know keep getting so he can get that, benefits and everything so he can keep getting yeah like like a government it's not like benefit. necessarily part of the plot but it's important to their lifestyle it, you know what i mean right exactly well and he and how it's so cool because renton will explain everything and it's not it's not like an exposition dump he'll explain it to like his either to the character or even just a narrative to you but how he's explaining to spud like he's like oh it's a fine line for an interview because if you get the job then you have the job you're <laughs> yeah. too good you get the job and you failed because you want you want to do good enough in the interview but not get the job so yeah. that you can continue <laughs> you to want to make it seem benefit. like you want it yeah yeah and and it's just like and he knows what he knows what will make spud seem really because like you know spuds like he's like i'm really good in interviews and then you know but he's like but i get nervous you know sometimes what to say and then he like takes that speed and then he's just so that cut dude is like it's so comedic but then like on the like on on the surface it's comedic and then when you think about it deeper it's so like it is it's sad and it's like these guys well, like that's kind of this whole movie man and i i honestly yeah. like where it's it's very it's like it kind of takes you into like, because they even say the very beginning of the movie, it's like when people talk about heroin, they're always talking about the despair, but they quit. They don't talk about like the, the pleasure of it. And that's yeah. like how it starts, like after the opening, uh, you know, mo- montage and the chase scene. And they're like, you know, take the take the best orgasm you've ever had, times it by a thousand, you're still nowhere close. And uh, it's all fun and games. And throughout the, I've noticed that a lot more this time. I noticed like the baby especially through like the first 30 minutes of the movie because they're like having these fun scenes and fun dialogue they're talking about john connery and all this but the baby's just like in the background and it's like if you don't stop and pay attention to that that's like one of those things like this scene is like on its surface light like they're just shooting heroin but it's just like they're in this fucking den like this automatic this obviously could be shown in this really depressing light but it's that undercurrent and this movie does that so well where it's like it's light, it's playful. There's this undercurrent of like shit is bad and then it just like every day and then it just rears up. Like and it keeps doing that in this movie like like uh, until Renton gets sick of it. It rears up when the baby dies and then it's like then you think everything's okay again and then they go to jail and then Renton overdoses, you know what I mean? And right. um even like even yeah, even It keeps the there's so scene. much yeah, there's so much like like they live in this lifestyle and it's like you you it's like i feel like on your first watch you might be like oh they're glamorizing this drug life 
Because right. like that and looks fun, and I'm like, what, that's more. That's about, what I I came into it kind of being like. I remember it just because like that I, looks fun. I, <laughs> like going like, around with my friends. Yeah. Right, right. No, that's, just that's being young, like, you know. My, I think so. Right. I, I, I think that's what it captures. Is that like captures that youth that and that and that like to steal a line like right. lust for life. Dude, yeah. Totally early early twenties drug just, addicts. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like they, I mean, it it feels like it feels like my group of friends that we used to hang out and you know we weren't doing we weren't doing hard substances. we weren't doing like heroin we just, you know <laughs> no but we were but like it would just be like that where it's like you just you had so much free time and you would just like hang out together and it just always be people just like it would always be a constant rotation of other people coming through but then you have like a core group of uh-huh. people in your life and it it's like it's so relatable and it's so cool that they made it like super relatable <laughs> even though it is these even people though who, who couldn't be farther away from like even I though yeah exactly i wasn't you know a scottish man in the in the early 90s probably uh right. shooting up heroin like, you know <laughs> so yeah but but it feels like i don't know like this movie make it, it draws you in it's so well done so well directed and so well acted especially by ewan mcgregor obviously uh, who I, I feel like I forget how young he is in this movie, man. He looks so Dude, he's young. He's a baby, man. <laughs> and it's like, it's so funny because this is the, when you think Ewan McGregor, what's your first role? And this is, for me, this is the role. It is the role I, I think of, but for some reason I always picture him like, oh, where's my phone? It's like modern day. And I, I don't even know why, because I don't even like these movies, but I always picture him in fucking Star Wars. Oh, with his with his like braid in the prequels with his like cute beard and he's like he's yeah. the young Obi Wan. Oh, maybe oh maybe he doesn't have the braid. Maybe it's the other. Dude. I think he maybe does like. See, I don't even know. I, but for some reason, remember, I'm like yeah. that's who he is. He's just I, like a gay Jedi. I can I can see I can see that, but it's just like I don't know. I guess this was like the first movie I remember I remember him in. Yeah, it was like vivid. I was like holy shit! Like he, such a good actor, such a good character, and uh, and then later getting into Danny Boyle's like film, you know, obviously I Danny Boyle got so <laughs> dude. He's so good. I'm like, it's so, well, he's, so dumb because like, he's so varied too, which is what I think yeah. like you don't, that's why I don't think people talk about him very much is because, you know, Quentin Tarantino, he does. It's like all his movies he's are Quentin got, Tarantino his, movies. His shtick or Wes Anderson, all his movies are Wes Anderson movies. Danny Boyle, it's like all his movies like have have things that are Danny Boyle esque, but it's like he does totally different genres and he does them in totally different ways a lot of the time. Uh, I would say like even, only his more recent movies feel like Danny Boyle movies, but it's just like. Compared- Wait, he he directed Steve Jobs. Sorry, yeah. Through <laughs> yeah. what the fuck, dude? No, this is this is get out of here. So I stopped. Wow, I really stopped. I stopped investing my life into him after 127 hours, 2010. He did a Frankenstein movie. Did he? <laughs> and Steve Jobs. Okay, well, anyhow, I never watched but- Steve Jobs, but I watched. Uh, I think his last movie so- was yesterday, right? Yeah, or well, yeah, 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 the, uh, yeah. The that one was interesting. Know, was, it was fun. It was an interesting concept, honestly, because you know when he was popular the most, and we talked we talked about this in the past. And I should rewatch this movie because I remember we went and saw it in theaters. I'm pretty sure you were with me. We went and saw Slumdog Millionaire because we were excited for because we liked Danny Boyle. Because yeah, yeah it was and, right after Sunshine too. Because yeah. Sunshine was like Sunshine. I don't at know this what point, Danny Boyle we is were, my favorite movie, but we it's were coming off. Literally, he's on a run of like. I mean, yeah. other than other than the beach, but he's on a run of like. Even dude, even the beach then, is fine. The but, beach is fucking cool. Yeah, okay, I don't but care. Come shallow back. grave, 
to train spotting the beach 28 days later and sunshine like kind of uh is where we're at with it and then slumdog millionaire we saw in theaters i remember being like yeah that was cool like it was filmed really uh interestingly but i I think it was like one of his weaker movies but then it got like super popular and won all the oscars uh and i'm like that's fine but it made me not it made me like it less just because i'm like it's it's fine (laughs) and it's like why is, I know we're, why isn't we're hipsters. He, I know it is true. <laughs> we, were, we were like we liked Danny Boyle before. It was, it was cool. cool. Yeah, I'm I like uh, go back and watch his like his good films. You know, like yeah, right. nobody I ever watches Shallow Grave. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just funny. I, I need I do need to rewatch that movie. But but this movie I don't know. It's hard to say because every time I watch one of his movies because we watched Twenty Eight Days Later in uh, October. Yeah. And every time I watch one of his movies, it's like I'm not always like, oh, this is a Danny Boyle movie. I'm just like, this is just a good fucking movie. And it's so yeah. well made. Because well, 28 I Days Later and this are way different, but it's just like, and you could see his fingerprints on it, sure, but. that's I think that's what it is. It's like, because like, it's, it's when I was getting into these these films, and Danny Lewis especially, there were, there were shots that I like, shots I expected. I was like waiting for him to do something unique with the camera. Because that's it, like Shallow Grave uh, he's got like some phenomenal shots through like the floor or through the ceiling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he shoots like in the, when they're in the great, when they're at the grave site, like that's yeah. so sick. It's so stylized. It's like, it's beautiful, dude. Shallow Grave's amazing. Transpotting has got like clearly like one of the most epic shots of all time. That's, that's talked about forever is when he ODs oh, yeah. and goes into the carpet. And it's just like, it's so surreal and it's such a small touch, but it's so, it's so, it's so good. It's so well, good. It's so dude. memorable. It's so and that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, there's so many things about this movie that are so well constructed. And I think that's another point you bring up about like, there's a certain level of surrealness baked into the actual, like, it's not, yeah. it's not like I mean, him the cinema. Toilet, t- yeah, exactly. Probably, probably the most iconic, but, but it's well, still I mean, it's cause it happens so early in the movie. People are like, yeah, right. right. Whoa. And, it, and it's so, and it's so, that is a dude. I remember watching, or like when I watched it when I was younger, I thought like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I'm just like, this is so cool. It's like so gross and cool. And now watching it, I'm like, I'm like, God, this is like, I'm, it's uneasy how gross it is. Like it's so when it's he really goes that toilet, dude. I know it's fake, but <laughs> like really this time, it's just like it's so like the water's so gray, and he's splashing around it. What I what I like, <laughs> I like about Ew. that that I noticed I this time it. is it was it's so gross, but it's just like I like, and it, this is obviously part of the directing and the part of you and McGregor's performance. But it's just like how much and the writing. But, like, how much of an attic Renton is? Because it's like you're following him, and he is like, you know, he's like, I've even, like, the, the quote unquote inciting incident is like him being like, I've even tried to kick it a couple times. And then he stands up from the floor and is like, I'm off the stuff. I'm off the skag. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously he goes and gets the methadone up his butt and everything. But, like, there's so many, like, there's not even a hesitation. And that's like, it brings you so well into, like, his mindset as a protagonist mm-hmm. and his life like living in this like scummy fucking uh going around to these like really shady places like scoring heroin and stuff like that he just he's like in this toilet it's super surreal but it's just like there's no hesitation he immediately goes right. in there he and, does and that's yeah that is true i thought i thought there was more contemplation but in this he just no it's because gifts, that's that's his drugs man gifts. and it's that's what yeah. you gotta do and uh, later, and like, there's so many like little scenes like that. I noticed more on this rewatch where well, I'm just yeah, like, I love that. I love when he gets the suppositories and he puts them up his ass, and then he's looking at his friend. and He's like, it's like I should have. He's like, for, for what for, good they did? I should have shoved them up my ass. <laughs> shoved up my ass. <laughs> it's such so a good, good line. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. later when uh, the baby dies, which is also another like really memorable scene for a and lot that, of people, because it's and, like well, super it, like, the, brutal. So the I remember the I remember the baby animatronic and being like, oh man, that's so cheesy. But the but the baby in the crib yeah. is brutal, dude. Yeah. I like I don't remember it when I was younger. I just kind of like, oh yeah, dead baby. But now watching it this time, I'm like, I God, I have a four month year old son, dude. And yeah. it's it like that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> like I'm yeah, like I'm dude. watching it, but like luckily I know well, I'm don't like be, don't I'm be not strung out on heroin. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm watching. I'm just like, God damn. But that scene right after that, where they immediately deal with that problem by getting all fucked up and high, dude. And then him, and Renton's oh like, being like, and then it's like you know I I was gonna cook her up a shot, but after I did my own, after, but that went yeah. without saying. That went just, without saying, dude. It's that's such, such a, a like big line. such a it's good so but small. Like it's 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 so subtle, but it's just like so impactful. Where it's just like at the end of the day, my my need comes over my uh, your yeah. you know my empathy for but, your for your dead child. But then there's such great there's so great moments where like that that happens, and you're you like you're like oh my god, this is like this is the addiction. There is it's almost kind of like it's like for his fun and is community based as it seems for like how tight knit this group seems you know that when he's using he's like he's a trash person and he's really well, greedy, and that's what they say really too selfish. there's like nothing nothing matters when you have yeah. a, a truly sincere junk habit right. you know it's like yeah. as long as you're truly sincere about it like nothing else but matters dude, and that's later, great later when he when he meets tommy and tommy's <sighs> and he gets in tommy habit, into it so, hey, dude, that's another give, this movie's like that's why yeah, that's yeah, what stuck it, with Mary, and so I understand why she's like, this movie's so heavy. It's like dead yeah. babies, going to jail, overdosing, fucking getting your right, cool get, friend who never, you know, yeah. and you fucked him up by stealing his sex tape. That was probably Bruh, the I final know, know. straw, you know? And, well, uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, no, we, I do, and I love that too, because Tommy was like, oh, the tape started it, but he's like, Tommy was also like, it's a lot of other shit too, and it's just like, yeah. it's like that depression that he has, and, and then it's like, that is where, like, that's like, there's no such thing as peer pressure. It's never existed. It's like your well, friends go. He does hey, say, I try "I'm this. an adult. I'm an adult. I can fit, uh-huh. decide for myself." You know. And it's like it, like it's like, and it's such a that's such a fucking head trip too, because like Renton's like strung out, but dude, when he gives him that twenty bucks or whatever, oh man, that hurts. Later, that, like, he's just like, really "Let me borrow some." Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like he, like he knows. Gives it to him, and that's even that right right there is like it's that. It's so subtle, but it's like that's the guilt that he feels. It's like he's like I got him hooked, or at least you know I'm I was part of it. And then he's like he's like I'm gonna give him some money and try to pay him off, but it doesn't make me feel any better. Mm-hmm. And like because later when he when he gets clean and it's like you know he has everything, all the like all the visions that he sees and stuff. I just I love that. I love like I know, and it's like he gets clean so many times, and it's just like you do you really feel oh, his struggle, and it's like. Yeah. And he's got it down to such a science too. When he's dude, when he's going through like that's the first time where when he's like he's like ten cans of tomato Uh soup, eight cans of cream of mushroom for consumption cold. You know, cold. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, three buckets. Yeah, dude. It's it's just so it's so good that like the listicle that he has the sick boy method. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I love that. And sick boy gets clean too, just to spite him. I, that's it's so like, funny. God, I forgot yeah, about that. When he's yeah. just like, he got clean at the same time just to downgrade his own struggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just that's like, so the way funny. they walk up to each other in the white shot at the park, they just like, and like, sick boy's got the briefcase, like, uh, hello, sober friend. Yes, I all do. I'm your sober friend. Let's, uh, yeah. let's engage in some activities that are not shooting up heroin. 
And so they just like smoke cigarettes and they <laughs> spy on people with a fucking pellet gun and shoot a dog, uh, which is fun. And then talk about music. It's funny because they talk about ripping on, they're like ripping on Lou Reed and like four <laughs> yeah. songs in this movie are Lou Reed songs. Right. I like, nah, a couple of them at least, but, um, the big, the big one. It's funny. It, it's something this, uh, this movie does really well. And I think it's, is impactful is cause it's like, it does start and I wish like some drug movies do this, but I feel like this movie does it best. And and that's what the theme is of the month, you know, uh, is that it's just like, it does, it starts out fun and then it keeps hitting you with these like real heavy things, but it's like, you know, it's playful and it's fun. And then it's just like, you really start to feel with Renton. You're like empathizing, but as the audience, they do such a good job of like putting you in that situation where it's like, man, this is not fun anymore. Like these, my friends that were my quote unquote friends are now, you know, Begbie's living with me and he's being a piece of shit and sick boys just taking advantage. And it gets to the point, like, I'm scared they're going to steal my passport. Like he's like, and how many times have I been, you know, uh, on again, off again, uh, on heroin. He, and he's just like that seeing him slowly make his decision. And I wrote, this is like a coming of age movie, but it's not like a typical one, but right. for him of like, it totally is. It, it, well, because it's it's the way it's done is so gradual about his like, you know, it's not like one big moment that like causes him to like I need to change my life and I need to like, quote unquote, grow up and choose life and choose a starter car and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? It's like he's like I I need to like this is not working even based on my own philosophy, but like that's the entire movie is like it's is that journey to make that decision. And then he's just like you know what when he sees the opportunity, cause it's funny, like this movie doesn't have like a, such a crazy plot. And then like the big plot point at the end doesn't even come until like the last 30 minutes, the drug deal. And so the opportunity pops up and he's just like, when that, I think you know what? Fuck too. it. It's just, you know what I mean? Too. It just, it comes up and he's like, you know what? I see it. I'm going to fucking take it. And even if I'm going to get, possibly murdered for it, you know, <laughs> like, I know. Well, and see, and this, this now is a, this is a great segue because, Renton at at the end he he's like he's like I would do it I I would have done it to every or I did it to everybody because they would have done it to me yeah he you said know, your his, friends when his... you do it so much your friends are just a different class of victim right. which I thought was and a it, really good line dude, too it's <laughs> such a yeah that's so fucking good and it's like and it's just it is it's so real and he like it he gets he gets away with it essentially but now now fast forward because t2 they talk about the the other t2 not the not the t2 the i know the t2, the t2. i know you're making quite just, a weird jump there yeah and t2 the, t1, yeah, see, the t2. t800 like shows up like, yeah <laughs> comes in yeah there's the atom bomb and everything but it's like uh there's like you know that is funny that it is t2 but anyways i have not seen that movie yet and you had watched it without super spoiling it you it does take place like 20 whatever yeah, it's like twenty years later or whatever. It, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be kind of like, yeah, like you said, just chronological for what we're experiencing now in our life. It, it, so how do you, how do you feel about it now that you've now that you've grown up with the movie? You know, I, seeing it for the first. I time, shouldn't. I shouldn't have watched them back to back, honestly, because it's really? like T two. Because it's like I because the first the first training spotting was so fresh in my mind. I didn't feel. Cause like T two, they're older. They're like in their forties, and they're like they're slightly reminiscent about their good old days. Um, and the, but it's, then that's a big point of like, oh, but yeah, but that's rose colored glasses. You know what I mean? It was not all good. Um, 
So it's really good. And honestly, Danny Boyle's doing some really fucking crazy stuff in that movie. Like from a filmmaking standpoint, it's pretty cool. nutty. Uh, yeah. It's worth watching. But the first half, I was really into it because I thought it was going to really be something different. And then it kind of uh, ended up kind of not, I feel like not knowing what I wanted to do. But uh, okay. it was still good to watch those characters. But like, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's not, it it's, wasn't, it wasn't a good back to back, huh? It's, it's back worth a watch, but I do feel like, yeah. Cause I literally was just like waiting for my 3d print to go and I'm like, ah, I still got like an hour. I'll just start T2 since I'm right here. I'll just start it. I have right here. So, uh, and it was, and it was really good. And it's like some of the characters, like, I just like, I feel like they did Renton's character kind of dirty, but it's like, they did Spud's character good, but they didn't have enough of him. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. Cause it's, it's like. It's like it's based off of uh, the um, the book Irving too. Welch, it makes sense. Which yeah, sequel well, and it's like I'm pretty sure it's written. It's like the same. It's just that's what's kind of interesting is like it's kind of cool that they did that. Like now they're they're adults. These dudes who like Danny Boyle, you know, and then it John yeah John Hodge who wrote the screenplay for Trainspotting did yeah. this screenplay for the second one. And so it's just like it's kind of cool to like I I it's, need to watch it now. You just should for that you should definitely watch it. It's definitely worth a watch, especially if you like the first one. Uh, I just didn't is like. Kelly, is Kelly McDonald in it? The the girl who plays Diane. Briefly. She oh just briefly okay. Yeah, she, I, that's cool. I figured I figured she wouldn't be a bigger. A she, big she's in it a bit, woman, but she's in it a little cool. bit. Dude, but I, I love. Oh my god, her. I I like her in this. It's movie. good. I, like I just like my biggest my biggest like complaint without spoiling anything is uh, it feels like so it takes place twenty years after the events of the first film. And but it feels like it could have taken place like a year. Like that's uh, that's how little has really changed. Like uh, you you feel like these characters are gonna have twenty years of like all this history history and retrospect, but it's just like and they've been basically doing the same thing for twenty years. It, and that's just who they are now, you know what I mean? And Begbie's yeah. Begbie's in prison and all this and okay. um, but uh it it's still really worth a watch, but yeah check it out because yeah. it does it does like kind of like it is interesting to see like oh how are they going to react to Renton and after all this the him stealing their money and it's like that's obviously a big point a big contention of their their all their relationships together um but i wish there were some things this time watching it i was like there are some things i wish they like i was like oh maybe they'll tie this up in the sequel a little bit it's like because the Diane storyline kind of drops off, but that's life. You know what I mean? No, like right. that's not and, a complaint. She, she goes, she goes to school, and like they, they weren't. And that's what I love about it too. Is like she was not even though she, she wasn't was part of the circle. That was just this, like a peripheral type thing. She, well, right, and she even was like, she's like, I'm invested in this because I'm just using you for entertainment myself. Like, yeah. it's like she wasn't like she she's wasn't, like, she, wasn't with the, she wasn't just like loving she, she wasn't she didn't fall in love with him yeah you know she she was pretty confident in herself and she's well, like i'm going to school and, and honestly that's like, what i liked about the second yeah. one is like it wasn't like you know the scene where they have together it's like yeah they had a moment and they're have like a little bit of a history but it's not like oh let's rekindle because we had like the a, a, such a flame you know like, yeah. yeah 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 dude i love when they when they like when they scrump and then she's like dude it's so great it's like immediately she's like you can't sleep. You can't sleep in here. You got to be quiet. Honestly, the hall or leave. Go to your and house. And he's he's out in the hole. He's like Jesus Christ. And then he pulls the condom <laughs> he's, off he's his dick. He's got the condom on his dick still, dude. It's so good. And it's just like. And then he stays. And I love. I love. Like I love. He's like. Are you that are you whole sequence flatmates? is so funny, man? Like it, yeah. And the that's whole... what I'm saying. It's like so funny. But then 
it like it's like when he says that and i just love that nobody like nobody like beats him over the head with it where they're like we're her parents like it's like they just kind of laugh and they're like that's a good one <laughs> no that's it he's like are you the flatmates like it's, and it's so yeah, it's well it's so, so concise because it starts in the club scene well it starts with like him still on the sex tape that's what i'm saying it's all like one scene really follows <laughs> into another so it's really right. easy to follow even though the movie feels kind of chaotic but it's like it's a really Energetic easy. Energetic is what I like. It just well, it one scene so really leads to the next scene quite well. Yeah. It's like, you know, Begbie does a thing, and then he's like, "Well, Tommy told me the truth about it." And then he's hanging out with Tommy, yeah. and then he steals yeah. the sex tape, and he watches the sex and that, tape, and he's like, "He's like, so I need to meet women because I'm I'm like not on heroin anymore, so I'm horny." <laughs> oh yeah, the and club. I, I love how he explains that too. I was just like, he's like, you know, it was in that I moment I realized I was <laughs> I was missing something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that Dude. that scene like spud, and it's like it felt very like uh, this movie felt very like a lot of the cinematography felt. Uh, very like Scorsese esque, especially with the editing. But uh, that nightclub scene definitely felt like an homage to Kubrick. It uh, it one hundred percent is. It is. Friend. It has to because it, it, it definitely it's is the like writing, is, the writing is yeah. the same writing in the it notebook. Is? Okay, it's the same. That it's makes the same sense. words too. It, like, is it? Literally, okay. I was this, like, this, this is, is like exactly like Clockwork Orange, but they're just like yeah. listening to there techno. Were like, <laughs> No, it was Clockwork Orange was one of the homework the homework movies they had to watch for this film. Good, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Because it's but, like it totally they they are a group they basically are the like, well, oh my God, what are they called? In the droogs and everything, the or whatever. Yeah, those guys. It was like that gang. They essentially just are that, but not as surreal. It's more yeah. it's more set in a grounded reality. It's true. But but they are. It's literally just like them, and it's so great because it's like it is watching at this time when they like they come in and they push in, and then I love how there's like subtitles built into the movie. Well, because the music, scene. they're at the club and they're like shouting it, to each other, and so, you can barely yeah, hear. It's them. so perfect. It's great. It's such a good, like a good, such a small touch, but like, God, that's such like a, that's so strong well, filmmaking. That's great. such good directing because it's like yeah. a lesser director would be like, okay, we get a wide shot, then maybe we come in and it's like, you know, we got a, over the shoulder of them talking and, you know, we mix the audio so we can hear them. Right. But this one is just it. like basically one zoom, sh- like one dolly shot uh, and it's like super wide angle lens and it's like pumping music with like the subtitles. And and it's cutting back and forth between the girls in the bathroom, and they're all talking about <laughs> yeah. each other and their relationships. And I, like, I love what it. are you guys yeah, talking about? That. Football? You? Yeah. Shopping? Shopping. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. You know, when I when that happened, I'm like, it's that line. It's so delivered so well. Like it's so it's that like, whole it's scene, so funny. man. It's like it made me feel like. I'm like, man, I'm 20 something and I'm at the club and it's like, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling kind of sexy and like everything's good. <laughs> and like Rhett and runs out to the girl and, uh, runs out to Diane and she's like, Oh, well, let me guess. You've never tried this. And like does her whole speech. Yeah. It's like, but, but don't us girls just love that. And then yeah. she just like gets in the cab and leaves <laughs> the door open and it's just that whole scene. And then like literally ending, like it, it feels like I got laid because it <laughs> ends with the climax where it's like, intercut with the the soccer scene and it's just like goal and he scores i've never seen such yeah. a penetrating score yeah. uh literally as they're all banging and then spud's too drunk to fuck and then it wakes up with him shit in the bed which is great i know which is good and that that actually i was like oh then that scene is so gross there's so much it's funny it's like for all the like poop humor in this, it's it's not it's not juvenile at all. It's pretty like weirdly. Shit, it's like so real. Like everything weirdly, about it. That's what's so great. It's like it's so it's so funny. You can watch this two different ways. It's a it is a straight up comedy or or it's like 
a harrowing, <laughs> depressing like I, cultural shift. In I could not handle fucking Begbie this time. I never can. Like he's he's one you like <laughs> love to hate, but he's such a like such a wild card like villain, dude. He's so he's so vicious, and he he's a like, full blown psychopath, man. He's a full blown psychopath. I uh I never I never thought of it, and then I was reading like you know some of the trivia stuff, and and Robert Carlyle, yeah. Carlyle, whatever. Uh, Carly, who's in? Anyways. Isn't he? He's the main guy, and uh, or at least for some of it in Twenty Eight Weeks Later. That's what I was recognizing. Right, him from. right, right, right. Which right, is funny because or whatever. More Dan, uh, Danny Boyle didn't do that one, but he was. I think no, he was involved it, in a way, but. Why? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure because he, he. I thought Danny Boyle was going to do Twenty Eight because he's doing Twenty Eight Months. But anyways, is he? Uh, yeah, I, so I'll believe it when I fucking see. Well, it I guess point. that's true. Yeah, yeah. This was like, yeah. Anyways, um, oh, dude, Robert Carlyle is in fucking. He's the bad guy in Ravenous. Sorry, I had. A, I was like oh, trying okay. to remember what else I remember from. God, Ravenous fucking rules. You should watch Ravenous. Anyway, I uh, I, I put it on I, the one I of the polls. Already seen it. It sounds I, familiar, but I we talked about it because I put it on one of it? the Western polls the first of the month. Oh no no no! I haven't seen it. Anyways, okay. Let me just finish the stupid fucking thing. It's about in the Wendigo. He said. He said. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, in interview, um, he said that he was playing it as, as like a closeted homosexual. And I, I told, like after reading that, I was like, Oh my God, it's so, it's so apparent. It like, it works so well for his character. That makes sense. Like, I, yeah. Dude. I, yeah. I love how like he's, I love how violent he is. It's so well, good. And like, it's interesting. He, Cause it's like when he is, when he's like, subdued, so like when he, uh, that makes sense a lot because you do kind of feel that because it's like when he uh, is like meets what? that trans woman at the bar yeah, and it's like making out there in the car and everything and then later he freaks out about it and then he like has all his bottled rage about it and he like totally unleashes on some random guy just for looking at him wrong at the bar and like stabs him. Dude, yeah. And it, that, so it makes sense because he... That beating is so brutal. So I forgot how many oh of those God. scenes were when brutal he, in general. When he like jabs him with the cup and it just yeah right in the face just god and then he was about to murder him too dude that was bonkers i know anyways well that was another moment you see from renton's perspective because spud runs in there spud gets cut and he's like you know bigby's like full-on fucking blood rage mode he's like get out of my way and renton's over there just at the table the shot of him just his reaction being like and it, yeah. I gotta get out of here, man. Like I right, can't right. keep and he's doing like this. Looking at the money, yeah, dude. It's, it's like someone's like gonna get killed, and like this is just not worth it, man. Like, and that's yeah. why he's like, you know, gives his money to Spud though, because you know, sick boy is, you know, it's it's like his best friend, but also like a rival, and it's such a scammer. The fact yeah. that he like, well, and and I think yeah, I think they're best opening up. He basically becomes a pimp, you know. Though, like he's yeah, skeezier right. though. Sick boy's so right. much skeezier. Uh, no right, and I think that's probably what it is. He just like because yeah, Spud Spud is like the little brother. Yeah. Where I guess Tommy might be kind of the little brother, but then Tommy, you know. Well, R. in R. the so. in the sequel, it is established that they're all childhood friends, like since they okay, were since they were kids. That's what I would. That's what I would assume. But it, but it does feel it does school, feel like know? they go back at least, other than Begbie. Yeah. But they even say that like they knew Begbie since they were kids, but he was older because he got held back. Oh, that, yeah, okay. Which I, I feel like is just kind of a, you know, fun detail it, just for their characters you yeah, know, all together. It, yeah, and Begbie has so much, like, so much just, yeah, rage that I can see him, yeah, not excelling, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Damn. I, yeah, I really want to watch the sequel now. Well, that makes sense now, too, if all his, uh, that, like, he's got, like, he's got, like, enough homophobic, like, things to, like, to right. buy that. 
But it's just like his overcompensating trying to be a tough guy all the time uh, is like built in his system. I wish I actually wish they touched on that in the sequel, which they don't really. But really, and it's in the movie. In the movie, he's 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 smaller and a lot more wiry. But I think he plays that he plays that aggression so well. And in the book, apparently, he's like a big. He's like a more like a big macho guy. A more and yeah, and more intimidating, if you will, guy. Because that's what even Victoria was like. uh, She was watching this with us, and she's like, she's like, God, Bigby's such a like. He's she's like she's like anyone in that bar could probably take him. But I'm like, no, he no, he's. He is like he's so aggressive constantly. There's no reasoning with him that you couldn't. No one, you know, you couldn't fight him. Like, and even then, he would still, like, he would still persevere because when he starts that bar fight, it's like he gets hit, but he just keeps going. You know, I don't know. right? He, yeah, he definitely has that aggression. So anyway, um, did Travis call us this time? Do you know or no? Unfortunately, that's not. okay. I just wanted to. Uh, did I, did I tell you why? If Travis, no. if you're listening to this, uh, we heart you and we miss you. Yes. Um, but happy, happy gaming. He got a PS5 and I told him to download Hunt. So yeah. You got to Dude, I've, inf- I've infected everyone with the Hunt Showdown bug. Yeah, dude. It's about you time I... But now it's like you can only play with three people. But I. But now I at least have always people to play with. I'll be playing a lot because the new event literally starts tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm going to be fucking editing this tonight. Hopefully, or in the morning, so that I can start playing tomorrow during my kid's nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's a new event tomorrow, I might I might boot it up. I don't I don't go to work till yeah. like eleven. But yeah, buddy. Uh, that's so funny because yeah, Travis just bought a PS5, so he's been too busy gaming gaming hard. Gaming, I've been gaming like a loon. <laughs> yeah, how much Mountain Dew have you drank? Travis? That's okay. He did he did say he uh you know he it's uh he watched a lot of movies in October and that. Yeah, for a lot of people, that's that's a bunch, that's a butt, that's a butt, a oh, yeah. buttload. We, we just, we just, you know, we you're you're in our thoughts and prayers. So, uh, yes, <laughs> we, yes, we have, we yes, got you, but. yes, indeed. So, let me see if there's any Reddit's. I actually don't know if there is, other than well, maybe there's one or two. But in the meantime, do you got a money minute? I do. So this this movie uh, had quite the roller coaster ride. Um, it's one point five. Euros or pounds or whatever, whatever the that, fuck that means. Whatever, whatever that un American <laughs> denomination is. That piece of shit currency. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't but, know. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Everyone everyone's great. Uh this is but this is a pretty so so anyways, let me let me explain real quick. One point five million and it grossed like it grossed like forty eight million. Um which I actually I think was like or something something like American. It's it's funny, it's like the the box office mojo is where i find a lot of this it's in it's in like european currency for the for the production and then it's in like american currency which was 48 million but then that's like around like 72 million pounds anyways it grossed it grossed a lot it was the highest grossing british film of 1996 huh which which is pretty cool yeah and it had one of the highest um distribution budgets because uh a really uh cool polygram does that sound familiar polygram um studio yeah. studios they they kicked out a fuck ton of stuff like they did a lot of uh movies and they were a huge company and then they got bought in like 98 and then they got dissolved in like 99 
Huh. And so it's kind of you know it's kind of crazy. They had a they had a yeah. huge run. They did, did this. So they did they did American Werewolf in London. That's probably where we saw them. Yeah, like okay. Because I was gonna feel like yeah. I did see something like that sounds familiar and that, that makes sense because we just watched this, American Werewolf in London. Right, you'd recognize the the emblem or their symbol kind of looks like the like Rolls Royce symbol a little bit. It's okay. Like well, that makes sense with this movie because it's like this movie. Right. I mean, obviously, I but was they, a small child when them, it came out, but when dude, I was aware of it, it felt like it had a big international presence. It was it was huge. They had almost they had almost a million dollars for their four budget. So like for for distribution. So it's like poly, like Polygram was like Re- believe remind me the budget this, again, real quick. So one point five million in. Euros or pounds, oh, okay. whatever it is, yeah. and then the same, and then the same company, a European company, matched that or almost matched that with like eight hundred ninety thousand. Nice for distribution alone. That's awesome. Thus, they, they like they saw the movie and they were just like, "Holy shit, this has like so much potential." They believed in it, and so they just they blew it out, and so it's pretty dope. I'm like that 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 explains. I think that I think that definitely that definitely helped them in this, you know, in this, and then I think Miramax was the one that. Yeah, Miramax for US. sure was right. Uh, it is this, Miramax. Yeah, Miramax right. for sure. And then Mir- Miramax was like the they were slamming out like the Miramax was Miramax huge. Was Miramax. The nineties Miramax, late nineties, yeah. early two thousands Miramax, dude, dude. Forget about it. Miramax was giving out all the like indie and all the just you know Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith. That was all Miramax. Uh huh. Uh, I know it's funny because it's weird that it's just like such humble beginnings that this seems like. Like this movie was a sensation because it's, it's fucking it's so it's it's so good and but I got my poster right here and it says from the makers of Shallow Grave and it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm like sad because nobody knows no, Shallow Grave nobody's <laughs> ever seen Shallow Grave like and it and Shallow Grave is like I would argue just as good <laughs> I don't know if it's as good but but that's another ah. that's Ewan McGregor also. Right, and that's and, the reason he's in this. Yeah, and it's they, uh, yeah, but Shallow Grave. I tried to put it on like the thriller month because God, that movie is that movie rules. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, need to, I I just watching this. I'm like I'm like, man, Danny Boyle. Because like we like we said at the beginning, he. I mean, dude, it's like 28 days later, and it's like I don't know what my favorite movie is by him because I watched this and I'm like I'm like, damn, that's really we high up there. It's probably 28 days later. But to find a reason to watch Sunshine. <laughs> For the podcast, Sunshine. because Dude, Sunshine was our movie, man. We I, were, like, we you, were you, obsessed you with Sunshine when it came out. Holy crap! Because it's dude. so good. I mean, some people get like are like wonky about it, but I was talking with Landon, and uh, I, I I don't know if he listens to this, but shout out if he does. And uh, but he, uh, I mean, he's a patron, so maybe he's right. He's one of our yeah uh, lovely. But he lovely was talking about how he just, just finished Peaky Blinders, movie. and he's like obsessed with Cillian Murphy. And I'm like, dude, Cillian yeah. Murphy's like my crush. One of my yeah. crushes. And I was like, you need to watch Sunshine. He'd never heard of it. So I put it on his radar. I'm like, please watch Sunshine. What? So now no, I, I want to watch it for the film club so that I have more of a reason to like, to to manipulate him into what to yeah. like, you know, well, to, to force, to I, peer pressure him into, yeah, dude, watch it. Watch Sunshine. I always say, I always say Sunshine's like, Sunshine was like, it's like a, it kind of feels like my alien. Like it, it gives me that, like, it's like, epic and beautiful and like kind of gross at times and oh, just yeah. be- and he does just, he does Danny Boyle he does this thing I think if there's one thing he does uh that I think like uh is always like a fingerprint in his movies is he'll end a cut on a freeze frame 
like to show like oh, you know and it on like not not just in the way that like a scorsese does that too especially with his montages to freeze frame and then like have a voiceover but like this one it's like you know something intense will happen and it'll be like freeze frame for a couple seconds and then another quick shot and then freeze frame and like uh sunshine does that a lot and this movie does it quite a bit too I was I was curious about that budget, and that sounds about right, because I don't know what they shot this on, but it looks like maybe 16 millimeter uh, a lot of the yeah. times is what it looks like. But the one thing I noticed this time is a lot of the shots, the camera is shaking like crazy, and especially yeah, the yeah. wide shots. And I know it's just because they probably got some sh- And I was literally like, oh, this is probably some cheap 16 millimeter camera, and it's just like, and they're trying to like keep it so steady, and it's like, <laughs> they can't, because yeah. it's just like film is just pumping there, through this thing, and it's definitely some, like... There's some charm to that, though. You know? There really and is, that, though. Yeah, I mean, honestly... That's where it's it not like, a criticism. I, I was just like, no, but but it is that if if I was to critique this film, it it would just be, it's almost like it would be great to see this in a remaster. I wonder, you know, I wonder if it's ever gonna get. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I think what they they but, they lacked in like certain like you know they did their surreal shots, but but they did it by not doing crazy things with the the cinematography, but like by building practical effects, like they shot in a pool. And for and like him going in there and then like the sinking down into the into the ground like the with the hydraulics or whatever. It's like they built all that and I feel like that kind of adds to it. But what they what they don't have like the the composition of this movie is so good. There's so many good shots that are just framed so good. Just like Renton, like the one shot I always think of that I really love and it's just so simple, but. It's uh, Renton's just like strung out and he's sitting on the chair or whatever, and the chair's just like on the ground, and his legs are like totally just like all across the ground and in the forefront of the frame, but he's framed perfectly. Like, like, uh, just I don't know, it's just the way the composition of this is just really uh, strong a lot of the time. His match, his match cuts are are out of this world, dude. When he gets hit in the head with the soccer ball. And he falls, he falls yeah. back, and he's in the like, he's in the den, dude. Yeah, buddy, so good. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. I, I got like a couple. I got one or two right. So, uh, El Funkio Junkio. <laughs> That's one. Thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, says great movie. Has a lot of funny moments and some dark ones. Begbie is such a great character, although a horrible person. The scene where he tosses his glass behind him and then starts a bar fight. Just pure psycho who wants to always fight and hurt people. Haven't caught the second one yet, but I've been wanting to. Harder now since me and my friends started a movie podcast. Hey, we always have stuff lined up to watch, so barely have any time to watch anything else. But maybe I'll try and sneak the second one into an episode. Yeah, do it, buddy. Speaking of movie podcasts. Hey, maybe we'll do a crossover episode. Hold on, let me scroll in. Did he comment? I'll shout him out. Yeah, the Cinema Store podcast. I don't know. Cool. This guy, but uh, so he, let, let's uh, we've never, we never listened to an episode. Let's hope that it's all. Let's hope I know. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Nazis earlier. Hopefully, he's not like, yeah, he's I'm sure. Like, either way, he's following the, he, he's commented <laughs> on our podcast and our film club, yes. and I do appreciate that. And yes. is obviously a fellow cinema lover, so that's all we know. But you know, he <laughs> did, he did put yeah. his name out there, so whatever. Uh, but we're service. not. We I don't know enough yet. So, but on yeah. the service, we appreciate you. Hey, so, man! But if you well, listen well, to this podcast, fucking get with us. Maybe we'll. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your podcast. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm 100. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get off this, and I will. Um, it on my Spotify. Yep. Yeah, so. Thank you. 
Good stuff. Let me. Uh, yeah, man. What was your What was your favorite part then? Would you be able to narrow that is, it down? That is that's that is a loaded question in, in, <laughs> in Danny Boyle's prime, man. Um. Dude, I, I honestly, I'm I think, thinking, I honestly don't I think, know for sure. I think one of one of my, like, one of the coolest things that I was, I, watching it this time, I was like, holy crap, this is so much heavier. And e- even when I watched it when I was younger, I, like, I understood, like, the AIDS, uh, yeah, AIDS epidemic was so real. But that, the, the whole detox montage is beautiful. And then that, that, um talk show was yeah i didn't really pay attention i didn't pay that i didn't really pay that much attention to that on earlier rewatches filmmaking like i i like try to think about that in a novel and i'm like i don't know if that could be in the book i'm like no dude like the way they complex that scene the way they portray that scene it's like i don't know man when yeah it's him cutting in between the the like parents winning this contest for like getting hiv and like to just that shows his foreboding and like his his fear and then later like, it's so he's, been, and he's a drug deal and then when he's in the he's in the bingo hall and he's just like he's like i'm the luckiest person in the world i in this in the middle of a pandemic when i've been a fucking drug drug user for years i like i'm clean my yeah. blood is clean or he's even later like, when he says it to uh when he's like to, to i got man. tested and he says it and he, you know he's like i'm clear or whatever uh okay. you know it's like it seems so casual almost that but like from the scene of him going to the detox, you know how much anxiety he has about it. Cause like that scene is just such like a guilt. It's like just nothing but guilt, guilt and anxiety dude. and like and the music deeper layer, the like hardcore guilt. pumping, like techno music makes me feel yeah. on edge. And yeah. they got like the stretching of like the room and everything. Oh, that dude, There's so many shots. It's shot, dude. It's just shots and shots. Like I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Like I, and I even, even just, it's so surreal when he's sitting there and he's like banging his chains against the, against that cabinet. And it's yeah. Like, that and he's like, on, he's just like, yeah, he's yeah. just the guilt of like, oh, that's like a survivor's guilt thing. Cause it's like, he didn't yeah. even really his fault, but it's just like spuds in jail and right. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and, like, yeah. cause I lied about getting clean and here I am having overdosed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's, and that's <laughs> like the—that's like that captures it so perfectly. That that would be the time he overdosed. He's he's been on methadone for like whatever a week, and then he goes and he does like his normal hit, and it like mm-hmm. puts him out. It's just so it's so good, and that's so subtle. That's what's so great, dude. This movie doesn't—it doesn't exposition dump in a poor in a, in well, a in that's a noticeable it's filmmaking, way. man. It's like it does way, it. Right? It yeah. really does show and not tell a lot of the time. Yeah. Like it really just just show the scenes and show the reactions, lets the acting carry the weight of like what he's thinking. Like you don't ever see Renton go like, "Oh man, this is getting old. I need to like shape up and get this situation." <laughs> yeah. Like you never see that moment. I feel like a lesser movie certainly would have a moment where he's like to Diane or something. It's like, "Oh, I need to like get out of this lifestyle." But it's like he doesn't say it, but you he doesn't need to. Like, he does not need to say it. <laughs> It, a conversation is beautifully written when Diane says, "Drugs are changing, music's changing, life life changes, life continues to change," and like that's the scene he needs, and that's basically the scene where he's like, "Well, shit, I really, really, really want to get my shit together. Help me, mm-hmm. Diane." You know, but it's like right, he's 14, like, in, there, so. "In the future, there's no men, no women, just wankers." Dude, and I can't that wait. Is such a, I wrote that. I wrote that line down in my notes because I just like. I was like, "That's actually like fucking surprisingly poignant." Yeah, right, and that like. That yeah, it. I was like, wow, that's like, 
that's cool. That's very, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, <laughs> ahead of a time, essentially. It's like, it honestly, it, yeah, to totally portrays a lot of the, it portrays everything without like a super biased lens. And I don't know, that's it's hard to do in a movie. It, it is hard to do because I honestly, it brings it back to the character of Ranton, like who I think is just like. Like this so feels so like a biopic because I feel like this yeah. is a real man. Like I feel like this is a real man and his real struggles that he went through, and this is it. Like it feels like that uh, of a I wanted, snapshot I wanted of his to compare, life. I I forgot to I forgot to really delve into it, but it's like I just leaving Las Vegas is like the anti this movie where it like he's such a he's such a despicable character, and and I I appreciate uh, leaving Las Vegas because he's he only destroys his own life essentially and so that's like you know that at least i don't know i feel all the other the lives all the all the bridges he burned in leaving las vegas have like already happened exactly and he's just like kind of a sad mope about it right but in this it's like you're 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 seeing the ripple effect of everybody that like well that's that's the thing too that's the thing about like the whole sex tape and everything it seems like fairly innocuous and it's just like him being kind of a douchebag but it's like it has lo- much larger unforeseen consequences that he doesn't say like, oh, shucks, I'm so guilty yeah. about oh, Tommy. Right. Like, right. I, I caused, like, his uh, larger rift between him and his girlfriend, which then led to him getting on heroin, which then led to him fucking dying. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't need to say that. <laughs> it's no. like it's there yeah. in the exactly. filmmaking, in the, the scenes, and in the acting. And I think that's part of what truly makes this such a great film yeah what what would be your favorite scene i mean i think i think it's like i have so many that it's hard to pick but i really noticed that scene this time with the with the game show i like i was just like i fucking that so strong like when i was younger i didn't quite understand it because you're just, yeah no, you're really no. not paying you're more paying attention to like the oh tommy and, and the, the baby suffering. you know right. the baby's on the ceiling and he's all freaking out which is also stellar acting by him where he's just like having a full meltdown uh, saying to his parents, I just need one more hit. Just one yeah, more. Yeah. Um, but I got, dude, I don't know, honestly, what my favorite scene is. I really think the beginning, just going into the beginning, and then the overdose scene, and then the club scene. <laughs> like, there's so many. I just, the movie. I really <laughs> love movie. this movie, though. I forget. Yeah, I, I forgot how much I loved it. Well, I want. Remember, I want to. Get, I need to get a choose life tattoo, man. <laughs> I would get a choose life tattoo, man. I've been, for I've been sure. wanting that for for years. Yeah, that's I've true. You that. have. Back in the day, maybe yeah. I kind of forgot about it until I was watching this, and I was like, his just his monologue is so fucking good. And, and, oh my! And God, honestly, the way it's bookended by the monologue it, at the yeah. end, yeah, uh, where it's like, like the choose so life hopeful, monologue, but, where it's like pretty similar. It's a little bit different. But he's yeah. got the choose life monologue in there, and he's like, "Why would I ever do that when I have heroin?" And then he's like, at the end, he's like, "I am choosing life. I'm choosing the big t-. and it's like a huge monologue yeah. again. Um, but it's perfect to show like the from point A to point B how much his perspective of that monologue has basically changed. But that whole scene, cool. the opening scene with the music, fucking Iggy Pop, and then the cutting and the running and the monologue, and then cutting into like yeah, like you said, like the. Uh, the introduction of them and then him like going no. into the mother superior scene of the heroin scene, the first couple of heroin scenes where the movie starts true and proper where they're talking about Sean Connery. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I love, and I love that too. That's so like, 
Because, like, it, man, dude, it's, it's so just hard. real. We could be talking real. about <laughs> it. It feels each, so real. Each character, yeah, each character is so deep, too. Like, like Sick Boy, he he's, like, he's he's pseudo-intellectual because he loves to, he talks about a lot of pop culture. And then he talks about, like, the phil- philosophy of life, you know, and how, like, life ends. And it's, like, what's the point? And it's, like, but he, but he's still, like, he's grasping for the things that he wants to give him meaning. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, and then when the baby dies... Yeah, and it's like his. Oh there is God, a shift in his so character, good. and it's pretty subtle. Like not only just his acting, because they do point out, like in Renton's dialogue, like, hey, like you know, they he was never right quite the same after that because you know, and that's when we all kind of realized it was probably his kid. Um, but it's just like it's shown. It's never said again, really. But it's like Sick Boy is not the same. He's not talking about that anymore. He's like very much like a schemer and like more of like you can tell he's gone down well, a step in the ladder in the nihilism his destruction yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's his his personal destruction is is trying to is trying to he he can do heroin and get off of it easy but it's like consuming things like just and and like you know taking control of life being is something that he really tries to being do. numb to the things that hurt you which yeah. is why a lot of people do heroin you know what i mean yeah uh unfortunately so. and we, we can talk about this movie forever we, we really <laughs> It's beautiful. We're going to button it up. If you have not seen out. it, uh, thank you for listening. I don't uh, you know, I don't know why, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. If you have seen it, obviously, good on you. Um, I don't know what other... If you like, if you like this, watch Shallow Grave. <laughs> Shallow it's, Grave, really? It's honestly not yeah. like a similar movie in the way that it is, but it's like the filmmaking is slightly similar. It's much more like subdued, though, because it's more of like a plotting like thriller. But... It, um, but yeah, it's uh, and then honestly, the other the other big heroin movie that didn't win that is like much more about the despair, and is like borderline a horror movie is Requiem for a Dream. But it's like right. Requiem for a Dream does a lot of the similar, like shows addiction in a really interesting way as well, and is also uh, visually yeah, very I, fascinatingly done. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's another like you know. I, I was huge into Darren Aronofsky back then too. So Same. Like, well, we're I the only people that, that liked. We're the only people that liked Mother. So oh, Mother's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> I, I was talking about Mother today at work because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see Whale. Yeah. I'm like super, super pumped to see Whale. And then I was like, I was like, because because like Mother was such an outstanding movie, and I just well, you know, I I'm pretty sure we saw that. Mother when you when you lived here, right? Uh-huh, and we did. Mary, Mary didn't me, like it. Yeah, me, it was me, <laughs> you, and I, Mary I or something. And we were like, yeah. me and you were like, yeah, buddy. And Mary <laughs> yeah, was like, what the fuck did we just watch? And then we were walking out and like half the audience was like, that movie was fucking terrible. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. And me and you I were swear, like, didn't someone what? boo? Or yeah. I think someone at the end said something like Yeah, that, like, when it ended, movie. like the person yeah. behind us was just like, yeah. like, what? Oh my God, that sucks. You know, like loud. Yeah. Like, Right. And me and you were like, oh my God, whatever. That movie was incredible. <laughs> I want to watch yeah. it again, actually. I haven't seen Mother. Right. I've only seen it the once. So. Same. Same here. All right. All right. Left that, it, that's enough. This movie, this podcast is already <laughs> long enough. We're not, we're not even talking about train spotting anymore. So <laughs> if you uh, watch train spotting, thanks for listening. This, we're still on the theme of drug movies. And I'm actually really surprised this next movie, one, I really didn't think it would. 
but that's what I like about yeah. these polls is sometimes, and honestly, if I would have put leaving Las Vegas, you're right. I mean, not leaving Las Vegas. Leaving, fear, uh, and lo- fear and loathing. It would have 100% won. Would have so, won, yeah. Honestly, and I, I do want to rewatch that movie, but I'm glad I didn't put it because. No, I, I've, I haven't seen Scanner Darkly in. It's been forever. I don't know. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen, seen it like theaters, two times. Probably. Yeah. I think. Seen, I think theaters the last time I saw. It. Yeah, I saw it in theaters and then I saw it once after that, and I, I really like it. Or maybe, felt, maybe we watched it in. I feel like we. David. I feel like we watched it at the Grudge House. Was the last time I saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was there too. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. But That's, it's it's cool. un, it's so underrated too. I, it I think it's Scanner kind of an Darkly. under underrated <laughs> link later movie. But yeah, we're watching or Scanner is Darkly. It, is it a Scanner Darkly? Or just Scanner Darkly? Yeah, uh, Scanner Darkly. Uh, Scanner, uh, Scanner Darkly, yeah. So we're watching that next week. That's some link later. Uh, and he does some pretty... That's a pretty which, trippy movie, too. So I like me... I feel like that's kind of an underrated... Which, he doesn't which do is cool, those kind of movies. not that trippy. Yeah, he doesn't do trippy movies. He, so I, I mean, I'm he kind of... Like, not trippy in that way, you know? Like No. Know. That's right. Yeah, sure. And this was cool when it's like... It's like when Rotoscope kind of came back for a hot minute. Well, and then, because of him. Right. Did he do Waking Life? Yeah, of course. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm I was going to say, that's, yeah, okay, that's cool. trippy as fuck. That's, but Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I was like, Waking Life's it's dope. Trippy in a way, like Slacker is different. You know, it's trippy, but it's right. not like trippy. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, yep, watch Scanner Darkly. We'll be back next week to talk about Scanner Darkly, and then I'll probably end the month with, like, uh, a stoner comedy or something like that, or I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. Check out the Reddit. Go on there. I apologize to anyone. I have been having technical difficulties, so the website may be a little behind. No, I don't think it is, but, um, and my YouTube listeners, if there's anyone out there, thanks for your patience, and uh, we'll get it. I'll get it all on there. We'll be good. Yeah. The, the Patreon has, has been dabbled in. I like. I went and cleaned it up a little bit, and so... You can get on there and get in the sticker of the month club and get part of our plex and, you know, get get involved. You guys help us out. Um, we thank all our patrons that exist and are out there doing their thing and rocking their lives. We love you guys. And if you want to call in, uh, feel free to do so under our with the phone number, 801-613-1501. Very nice. That's how we do it. Very nice. <laughs> good, good stuff. So, uh, yeah. goodbye. <laughs> yeah. All right. Choose to stop listening to the podcast. Now. <laughs> Choose it. All right. I stopped.